This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome back to this episode of Rockcast. We are very excited today to share with you a little bit about the conference, a recap on some of the things that happened, and a little update on some of the stats that we've seen and shared with you at the conference. So if you missed it, um, you will have a chance to hear some of the announcements everyone else got to hear. And if you were there, I have a few interesting updates for you on our statistics. So let's start with those updates. Um, We had this year 295 registered attendees And that is a big difference from last year's conference at 146. Now, Harvey had different plans for us. (laughs) And so when he rolled into Houston, we did have around 20 people that weren't able to make it out. Um, But we are going to have, with Bema's help, a fun little mini conference for them here at the end of the month uh, in the next week or two. So um, we're still considering them as as part of the crowd. They definitely wanted to be there. And I don't think Hurricane Harvey was a a better option, just one they couldn't avoid. Yeah. We also had 16 sponsors this year, which was a nice full crowd um, in the sponsor area. It seemed really busy, a lot of fun there. And uh, we shared in our presentations a few things um, about how what our size was um, at the conference. And we've even seen a little growth since then. So I thought that mm. would be kind of fun to share today. Um, the number of registered organizations. So those are ones that have shown interest in Rock and actually downloaded it. It does not mean that's everyone using it, but we track that and show those numbers from time to time with you because it does track interest. Um, and at the conference, we uh, let you know that it was 2,983 downloads. And as of yesterday, it was actually at 3,148. Awesome. So that shows you the kind of growth rate that we're on. Um, and it's picking up speed, which was kind of one of the themes we talked about at the conference. We also talked about the number of churches using Rock, and by using Rock, we define that really as they're running on it right now, or they're really close to running on it. They're working really hard on their implementation. So we kind of group those two um, groups together. And again, these are ones that have told us because we're open source. We, they don't have to tell us, but these are ones that are usually a little more plugged into the community and want us to know. At the conference, we uh, announced that that number was 230, and as of yesterday, that number was 238. Wow. So people are moving quickly. Um, Slack, our Slack community, has also seen a lot of growth. We had 977 members on the general channel, and that broke 1,000 during the conference, which was really fun. I think that was day two, and now we're at 1,043 Wow. Mm-hmm. That really jumped. Yes. And if you are not on the Slack channel, you are really missing out because there's a lot of good stuff happening and actually a lot of channels inside um, Rock Slack where you can have very specific conversations, whether you're looking for um, information on migrating from another system or whether you're looking at some customization things or wondering about how to configure check-in or why check-in isn't working all of a sudden. There's a lot of great information in there. 
Um, and then finally, uh, Captera reviews are a great source of discovery for people looking for a new system. And um, we have been very blessed to have some incredible reviews. In fact, I think they're all five star right now, <laughs> which is just mind blowing. Yeah. Um, and we had 39 at the conference um, and encouraged people to continue doing that. We're up to 43 today. Um, and that is a huge help to the community. So if you have not left a review on Captera yet, you're using it and Rock is making a big difference at your church. Um, please uh, hop on over to Captera and leave a review for Rock because that makes a big difference for the community and you're really kind of paying that forward as far as discoverability goes. Uh, oh, also, I should probably tell you if you want a Slack invite, that would be on our website and then go to slash Slack, which is kind of hard to say but not hard to type. <laughs> you can get your invite there. So that's the update. Um, we also had a lot of great announcements um, for the community at the conference. So I thought it would be really fun if we just kind of break those down today. You did a really good job on that update. Maybe you should do that part at the next conference. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I think I'll skip that. You're good at that, David. Or uh, John. Um, David, do you want to tell us about the pre-alpha server and pre-alpha release notes? That was a really cool announcement. Sure. So we've always, well, haven't always, but for quite a time, Quite a while we've had a demo server that people can go to to see the latest production version of Rock and play with it. Um, but we had a lot of people ask for a server that they can see the latest bits that we've been developing. Um, so we announced that we ha have that now. It's a pre-alpha server. It's at prealpha.rockrms.com, and that is updated every week with the latest code from development. So. When we update our Spark server and the Rock server every week, we're also updating that and um, re-imaging that database for people to look at and just see the latest features of Rock and to play with them and, and actually help test them too. Um, and along with that, we have a page that has the release notes for each of those. So that's updated every week also, and that's from the Rock's website slash pre-alpha release. And there you can go to see the, the latest release notes. So we find that very helpful, too, to just test and um, see things, and I'm, we hope that the community does, too. Great. I know a lot of people have been interested in finding out what those things are, and we definitely hope that in addition to just that interest, that a lot more testing and interacting picks up there. So um, that's a good step forward. Um, speaking of release notes. Yes, speaking of release notes, <laughs> um, the team also updated the uh, old release notes, notes page as well as the, the new one. So if you go to the release notes, which is just slash release notes from the main mm -hmm. Rock RMS website, you'll see they're now totaled at the top. You can see how many, um, like a total count of ma major releases, minor releases, but it also shows a total count of all the features, improvements, and fixes. So each individual item is now kind of tagged as a improvement, of a feature or an added feature or a bug fix. And, and then they're all broken out by categories. So if you're really just concerned with the CMS features that are changing in the current release, it's so super simple to see that now. And I think that was mostly, John, was that you that did all that? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. We, we had, I had some of the development was, we had a, one of our Helpers. Community members help with some of that. Yeah. Cool. So you really took our meager, you know, simple release notes page and, and super uh, revamped it. 
Well, Let's if you go. don't if you don't know that a new feature is there, then why did we even code it? You know, exactly. it's just a waste of time. And so, having that kind of uh, discoverability of new features is really important. Yeah, it's also a clue to hey, what should you train your staff on? Yeah, you know what's <laughs> and and now you get a heads up seeing them on the pre uh, pre alpha server. You kind of know what's coming, so you can get a game plan going. Well, I think it goes into a larger vision too, where we want people. Obviously, you, everybody's doing a good job reporting issues, and the community is also doing a really good job now helping kind of test those, make sure they really are issues, and helping us really understand like how what's the severity of it? Is it repeatable? Um, but really the next phase is after the issue has been fixed, either by us or by the community, we want people to also be able to test those fixes. And if we didn't have a pre-alpha server or pre-alpha notes, you know, we, you, you'd have to wait like six, eight months mm -hmm. sometimes to test those fixes, and that's just not going to happen. So now with these rapid uh, uh, tools, um, you can also help us test that. And so we're all responsible for quality. So I have a question. Is it still generating, uh, like pulling release notes from commit messages that are kind of flagged? We're doing that manually every week. But so every week we look at those commit messages okay. and update the release notes. Cool. All right, good. We had another big announcement, um, and big is uh, referring really to the quantity of work that went in to pull this one off, but also um, I think it's related to the impact that this is going to have on the community. It's one that I'm really excited about, and we just carved out a huge chunk of time this summer, um, specifically John. So why don't you tell us about, about what you worked with on this? So one of our core values is accessibility, and that's really what drove us to create Rock, was we just didn't feel that churches had accessibility to the technology that they needed. Or if, if they did, it was all behind a paywall that a lot of churches just couldn't afford. So small churches didn't have the same ex access to technology as, as maybe uh, larger churches. So that's what really was the genesis for starting Rock. Um, but accessibility to, to the actual technology is one thing, um, but actually understanding how to use it is another. And so we really felt that we needed to provide better training materials. We have great documentation. We're going to continue to invest in that. We really feel like that is an important piece because you get so much detail there. But we also wanted to provide videos for that. So um, as Emily mentioned, over the, the summer, we uh, filmed 110 um, short videos on how to use Rock. And it's about every piece of Rock. And so uh, a lot of editing, a lot of... Uh, shooting, I mean, you're a part of all that too, Emily, shooting all that. And the community. And the community for testing yes. those videos. Um, I'm not sure if I shared it at the conference, but my kids actually did a lot of the editing, uh, forced labor. <laughs> and so we really needed someone to actually go through and watch them and make sure that everything was, was right, because that, that's a ton and ton of content. Um, and so Jim Michael uh, volunteered to watch 110 videos of me talking about rock, which sounds like torture to me. But, um <laughs> And so he gave us some feedback on that. And, and you know, I think it's really going to have a huge impact on, on staff. Some of the, the feedback from other people who, you know, saw a, kind of a preview of it was how much are, are you going to charge for that? You know, how much is a subscription to get access to that content? And we talked about that. And while we still need funding, we really felt that that was not something that we could charge for. That, again, that's accessibility to something that's, that's required and needed to be uh, su successful in rock. And again, we didn't want to give an unfair advantage to maybe churches who could afford it um, versus those who don't. Because sometimes it's a smaller church that actually needs that content more. Um, so, uh, so it's free. You can go out to our, our website and go to slash rock you. 
Um, or you can go into the learn section and there's a link there too. Um, but there's 110 videos for you to, to learn, to share with your staff. Um, we'll be continuing to add to that. We'll be continuing to update those. And we want to provide some more tools um, to eventually be, allow you to bring those videos right into your instance of Rock, And then you can pick which ones you want to share with uh, different segments of your staff. So what you're seeing is really the beginning. Um, and like most things, we're not satisfied with anything. Like <laughs> the user experience on the Rock U is acceptable, but not nearly what we want it to be. So you know, give us a little bit of grace with that. But the content is a good first step. Um, definitely interested in into your feedback, but uh, real happy that it's there. We are happy that it's there. And we're also really happy to be just working daily with an organization that, that models generosity like this. Um, it, it feels really good to be able to say, hey, this kind of training, this quality, which is unbelievable, is absolutely free to people. And we're already hearing stories back um, from community members who say, this is just what I need. I can point my staff to the right direction. It saves me time. It's so clear. It's helping my staff. I actually heard from a partner yesterday who was helping um, someone and pointing that person to the videos. And so that's, you know, that represents um, accessibility to the churches. It represents cost savings. And it's just a good tool that is being used across the ecosystem. So we're already hearing about impact from that. That's great. Um, also, on the training piece uh, this year, we introduced the new concept of master classes, which you may have seen some promotions for or heard about. Um, we have now held four master classes, which are three-day intensive deep dive into uh, all of the parts of Rock um, from an administration perspective. And after these four classes, we now have 67 graduates that are out in the rock world. Um, and you've seen many of them. We've watched a, uh, quite a few of them kind of come up through the ranks in the community, especially in Slack. And they're not just taking the information they've learned and using it to make what their job is easier or make things better for their staff, but they're now going right back into the community and helping answer questions and point people in the right directions. And they have just become, um, you know, real cornerstones in the community for helping uh, elevate the um, the conversations and the the training advice, and we've seen a huge impact in our community and what it's doing to help people, uh, which is really fun and exciting to see because um, there, the four of us around the mic right now can only answer so many questions an hour, and we have a few other things to do besides <laughs> that. So this really helps keep the uh, conversations going and, and keep some of those um, entry-level support type questions uh, handled with high, high quality. Um, so a big thank you to the people who've participated in that class and have made that investment and then are in turn investing back into the community. And isn't that how God's church should run? I mean, we're all helping each other. Some people go to, to the training classes, they come back, they give that. I mean, that, it's so cool to see that it's not just like expected that some guy you paid has to come answer your questions and he doesn't even work for a church or she doesn't work for a church and has no idea like how these features really work but we're all helping each other um, I think it's really cool I, I love going into slack and just watching the interactions and and just seeing and cheerleading for that it is really yeah. exciting to watch. And so if somebody wants to sign up for an so, upcoming masterclass. If someone would like to sign up for an upcoming masterclass, there is a link on our front page um, to do that. Or you can go to slash masterclass. Why do I get all the hard URLs? <laughs> and um, you can go there as well to see what's coming up. I think we have one registration that's open right now. It's going to be in Houston at the beginning of November. Um, so that's a good one to sign up for. And I know there's uh, there are some other ones that we're, being, we're talking about right now. Um, so those will be coming up soon as well. 
Um, and I don't know, it's just there are a couple of different formats. You can read about it online and find out what works for you. But there are a lot of, uh, of options there and coming up. Okay, so we've also been doing quite a few things. As we're talking about, we know training is an issue for accessibility. And at first we looked at an accessible product from a price standpoint. Then we moved to the concept of accessibility through training and understanding. And then we've kind of moved to the next step based on the feedback we're constantly getting from the community, which is good, um, that some people still are having um, accessibility issues because of hosting and we don't have this managed solution. Um, and there's still a lot of DIY when it comes to what are my needs and how do I get rock going at my church, which has become a bit of an accessibility hurdle for some churches. So we've kind of begun to look into that as well. And we made an announcement about that at the conference. Yeah. So we have a new joint service, I guess to, the best way to call it, called Portal. So Portal is a turnkey rock hosting so it's not just rock hosting. You also get everything you need to go along with, with rock. So you'll get Mailgun, uh, the Smarty Streets, of course. But pretty much all those add-on services that you would need uh, come with it. And it really is sign up, and then you, you get that, that um, full managed turnkey rock hosting right there. Now, it's a kind of a strategic partnership between Spark and another hosting company called Saxum Solutions. And so that is um, run by Clint Chapman. And he has a lot of experience doing hosting companies. He actually owned one at, at, a, at a point, and now he's starting up this one. And so we're kind of helping him get the technology understood, and we're providing some tools to help hosting um, it a little easier. Um, so I would recommend going out there. We're just getting started now, so we are trying to manage expectations. We're just trying to get this thing launching. Mm -hmm. But if you or a church you know is interested in that, you can definitely sign up right now online. And um, Yes, it is a little bit hidden on our website right now, uh, right. kind of on purpose, because like John said, we're in the middle of introducing this new service and uh, signing up our first few customers and things. Um, so we have not um, advertised it everywhere yet, but you can find it on our website, um, and it's slash portal. You got another good one. Right? I, See how I just left that for you? Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I saw it coming. So that's slash P-O-R-T-A-L, which is the name of the service portal. Right. And I think it's important, too, that you know a lot of people who probably listen to the podcast are probably fairly technical and probably are hosting this themselves. And so sometimes they're like, well, this, this is a good way to get started, and eventually you can maybe move into things like Azure. And Azure is great, but honestly, a, major, a vast majority of churches cannot figure that out. That's just not where they're at. And that's why services like this are so needed. Um, I would say, too, and we said it at the conference, if, if you have hosting experience and you've learned a few lessons learned about um, hosting Rock, we would love to hear those, to share those with uh, Clint. Um, I don't think anybody knows everything there is to know about hosting Rock, including us, even though we host quite a few of our own. Um, so if you have little tidbits, you know, share those. I think that's what this community is all about, is mm -hmm. uh, sharing and, and uh Sharing is caring. So, mm -hmm. And as you are in Slack answering questions for people, remember that this solution does exist. Um, so you are able to mention that also in solutions. Just do that with, you know, a, just a little bit of a backstory right now that it's new. We're rolling it out. Um, but you can feel free to begin pointing people in that direction. So can I introduce the next item? I know John's really excited about this next yes, one. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, this is um, maybe one of the coolest things that's not quite 
um, like technology related, but it, it's for like promotion. So John, what did you get to announce finally? Well, I'm glad you think it's cool because sometimes I wonder if like it's really cool or if I'm just like weird. But uh, so can it be both? It probably is both. Okay. I, yeah. Sorry. My whole <laughs> life I've been told that. <laughs> so there's a new version of Fun Awesome coming out, Fun Awesome Five. That's super exciting. This has tons more uh, icons. And what's really exciting about it, well, two things that are really exciting about it. First of all, they have for the first time a pro pack. So if you buy this pro pack, it's like 35, 40 bucks. You literally get thousands of extra icons. And who would, doesn't want that? Like, Fun Awesome's awesome, but you know, we could all use a few more icons. Um, sometimes you have to get pretty clever on your icon selection, but that's actually kind of part of the fun, I think. <laughs> but for an extra 35, 40 bucks, you can get access to literally thousands of more icons. So definitely go do that. Go to the Font Awesome website and um, purchase that because it's going to get more expensive. Right now it's in like this pre-sale state. They did a Kickstarter and they actually raised over a million dollars to create that, which kind of makes you wonder, like, how can people pay so much for icons? Um, and we have a whole church management system. <laughs> Anyways. That's a story for another podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> But everybody uses it. It just shows that everybody in the world uses Font Awesome. Like, you can't go to a website and not see Font Awesome. Um, so we are going to be baking that Font Awesome 5 Pro technology into the core. You'll have to pay for it, so there's, it's not free. Of course, there still is a free version. We'll get, that'll come out of the box. But we'll, we're going to find a way to, to get you access to easily to those Pro things when you buy them. On top of that... Um, they, as part of their Kickstarter, had a, a fundraising thing where you could pay to have your brand icon added. And so, you know, it was a reasonable amount of money, and, but we um, had a generous donation from Minecart Studio to get the Rock logo into that. Woohoo! Yeah, so now the Rock logo will be among the top brands that are out there. And honestly, there's really not that many brands in Font Awesome. I can't understand why everybody didn't put their brand icon in. Thankfully, they didn't because it right. really makes ours stand out a little more. Exactly. It's not saturated. So, but Rock will be there. Um, I think it's important to note that no donation money went for that. I mean, we, we kind of felt like, well, that's kind of on the edge of is that a good investment or not. We think it is. We, we're ex totally excited, but we went out and found a donation for that, twisted some arms. <laughs> um, and so that is now there. What I love about it, though, is it kind of fulfills a vision that we had, again, from the very beginning, that the church should be known for good technology. You know, hundreds of years ago it was, all sources of science really kind of came through the church, and we kind of lost that. So we really want to have that exposure um, to the secular world, that they, they can see that there is great technology in churches, and hopefully we can start pulling in some of those maybe people who have secular jobs and want to get you know, in their free time involved with um, something more ministry-minded. Uh, and this will give us that, that great exposure. So consider it like a, we've planted a flag yeah. for right. this initiative. Right, and I think it's a, it's a good way for that to kind of bait, to lead them into, like, what is this? What, what about the community? Because I've done that. I've seen Font Awesome logos for brands I wasn't aware of. And I've gone out and researched, oh, what is this? What does it do? Um, and I'm sure that's going to be happening. It already is. I've already seen a few little you know, hints on social media about that's cool that people had found it themselves. It's still in a beta state. So right now you, ha you have to have bought the, the pro pack to even get to the beta state. Um, but they're very close to releasing the free version. And then the pro version will be coming out in stages after that. Um, I mean, they, ha they have a lot of work to do. And the rock logo is in the free version. Yep. Yep. Right. Every oh, good point. time 
someone loads font awesome. I mean, I think about that for a minute too. Like, how many billions of times a day does a font awesome library get put on a server and a website and, and downloaded through a yeah. browser session? So the fingerprint of Rock is now in will be in more and more other websites. Right. If we could just get the the the, the headline on the view source in everyone's server too. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, so it did spawn us too also to go out and get our logo officially trademarked just in case yes. someone oh. were to do weird stuff with it. Um, so we, I think we've got that pretty much nailed down yeah. too. Yeah. And that was not the only exciting um, announcement from Minecart, which has been modeling generosity in the community for a long time um, in the ecosystem. So David, why don't you tell us about the other really cool announcement that came out at the conference? Sure. Uh, as Minecart, we developed a plugin, uh, text-to-workflow, that has become very popular um, and very powerful. And a lot of churches are using that, and we just felt that it was too much of a benefit to kind of hold behind that in the rock shop. So we're actually pulling that, made the decision to pull that functionality into core. So with version 7, that's going to be included in core. And right at the conference, we just changed that to be a free plugin and until people can get v7. And that, that plugin just allows, what it allows people to do is text uh, to your number and then just kick off workflows. Uh, we, used, we used that during the conference for our takeaway system, um, which a lot of people were, you know, used to get more information about the conference. And just churches are using that in really creative ways. Um, so we just felt that it was too, too valuable to keep in the rock shop, and um, it's now in core for V7. And That's it's a, so cool. It's a simple little, like, Lego brick in the brick of blocks, um, but it's so useful. You can do so many different things with it. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I was surprised that it was so well received um, when we put it out there. But already since we made it free, we've actually doubled the amount of people who are actually using it now. So it's, and that says a lot because that was the top selling plugin. Yeah, it was our best one. Yeah. In fact, some churches have called other churches crazy for not using it. They have, I think, uh, from the stage, in yeah. fact. Yes. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but now we've lowered the bar to the accessibility to yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Always wanting to lower that bar. So. Of accessibility, yes. Of accessibility. Not, right. <laughs> not of standards. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break for a minute for a message from our sponsors. This RockCast episode is also brought to you by Rock Partner Fishhook. Partnering with churches to maximize Rock RMS with custom website design and programming, Fishhook is a communications team that is passionate about Jesus and called to collaborate with churches. For 14 years, Fishhook has helped churches catch more through branding, website design and programming, video storytelling, and so much more. Also brought to you by Subsplash. Realize an increase in donations, app downloads, and impressions when you use the church app platform by Subsplash. This award-winning engagement platform is helping churches connect with their communities through mobile apps, web tools, and digital giving. Privately owned and committed to serving the church, Subsplash serves over 4,000 churches and 25 million users. Just imagine what they can do for you. Check out Fishhook and Subsplash today on our partners page. All right, welcome back. We have... Um, been hearing some constant questions about the one major topic that everyone wants to know about and has wanted to know about for quite a while. And we also addressed this at the conference. Um, so let's, uh, John, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's the status on V7 
and uh, when people can expect to have access to it? Great question. So, and we hear that question almost daily. <laughs> so V7, we've been working on that for a long time. Uh, something interesting about V7 is if you look at it in terms of scope, like V6, I, I forget the number off offhand, I had it in the slides. Um, I think there are about 90 release note points um, for V7. I'm sorry, V6. Already for V7, I think we're above 270. So that just shows you that the scope of V7 has just ballooned. Wow. Um, now we're getting pretty close to nearing the end of, of the major features. Um, so communications, we're actively working on that right now, and we're just putting the final touches on it. That said, every time we we say that, then another feature gets added <laughs> to it, true. and they're all good, and, and they're all, all actually they're all great. I mean, um, just just this last week since the conference, uh, the Village Church sponsored adding another feature to the communications, which is adding support for MMS, so you can put attachments in the SMS. Oh, cool. We had planned to do that in eight, but again, the conference really showed like we used that. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote a little Windows app that did it, hacked it together, but. It had such a good response, and everybody really wanted it that someone said, "Hey, the villagers say, well, I want to fund that,' and that's great. I'm so glad that it's going to be in seven, not eight, because that is a, a great feature. But that kind of pushes the scope out a little bit, and that has been constantly happening um, in good ways, ways that some people are funding through consulting, and now everybody gets to use it in V7. On top of that, um, V7, I would say, I would describe it as it's not our day job, it's not our full time day job yet. Right. So we're yes. doing a ton of consulting that we have to do. And on, the, on those jobs, we give, you know, most cases it's a fixed bid, here's the date. And we hit those dates. Like, we don't miss our dates. But when you have this other big, huge thing called V7, it's a, a little hard to be able to give, like, certain dates on consulting, which you never know, like, month to month, how many hours you're going to have and how many hours you're going to have to do. And then turn around and give a, a solid on V7, which has a moving scope and... We never know how many hours on a month to, that we can apply to it. So it's really hard for us to give a date. I, I would say it's very, very close um, in terms of, of this of being done. But I would say we're looking at probably near the end of the year to have an alpha version. And then we are going to need so much help from the community to alpha test this and beta test this because there's so many changes. I would say, too, don't wait. Get onto that pre-alpha release server. Start kicking those tires. We're very close, too, to having the beta docs uh, up. Hmm. So the documentation, Amy, our, our new documentation person, has been working so hard on that. Um, there's still quite a bit more to go, but we, we'll probably put that out before all of the documentation is done just so you guys can get a start on it. Um, so that's coming, and, we, and that's another big reason for that pre-alpha server. I think we, we always say it, but it, it never quite happens. Like, don't wait. Don't wait till like the alpha to start kicking the tires. Don't wait till the, the final release to start. Do it now. Like you're helping us, you're helping yourselves. Because we can find the more bugs and issues we can find in this pre-alpha stage. everyone will be. <laughs> right. And it's there. We refresh it um, generally once a month. Oh, I'm sorry, once a week. That pre-alpha site gets updated. So don't wait. We're getting close. Scope's still kind of increasing. Um, in fact, I think... Scope might be increasing a little smidgen today. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good stuff, but um, I think in the future, two things. We want to have smaller releases. We don't want to have this massive V7 release. I thought V6 was a massive release. V7 is it's much like, more. Yeah, three yeah. times bigger. 
So we need to start carving those down in the smaller releases. And number two is just imagine if we could just focus on core. If the funding was 100% there, man, we'd be flying through features. Right. Um, our our uh, trajectory would be much steeper. So I think the, that just goes to show that the funding is, is really um, important. And I think if that was our... If we were full-time funded, we would give much harder deadlines on mm-hmm. releases. Um, now, having said all that, we, at some point, started cherry-picking important things out of V7, and we did point releases, didn't we? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's a really good point. We met, we made it at the conference is that because of this, there, are, there have been a lot of nice and sometimes even big features in V6 point releases. So I think 6.3 had fundraising, which is a big feature. Um, we just simply couldn't wait. People had consulted us to put that in the core, which is an amazing thing. Now everybody has access to that great feature, and it was in 6.3. On top of that, they're already using it. We've actually already made improvements to fundraising. We had pull requests come in from from several uh, churches to add some features. We've polished a few little points ourselves. So, I mean, it just shows our model is completely different, and it's... It's amazing. And I it's think. about responsiveness to community needs. So you can see on the fly, we're constantly um, taking the input that we get and adjusting what we're doing so that we can be really responsive. It does go both ways, though. We, we need the community to be responsive to our needs as well. So um, I, I do think we have to just throw that in there. You're hearing a lot about what makes our model different and about how we're not fully funded, about how we can't work on this full time and we really want to. Um, it will be possible. I mean, we're moving the right direction, but the funding is not moving as fast as the community needs. So it's really hard for us to continue with that flexibility when we don't have the flexibility on our end. Um, and we don't have grants. We don't have um, a ties to denominations or to particular churches. We are completely funded by um, the churches that use ROC. So if we're not receiving the support from those churches, we don't invoice anyone, um, but we do have suggested donation amounts, and we we rely on that. That's what we use to build V7. Um, So we do have a donate page, and you can get all the information there. Um, But if you're using ROC and you're loving it and it's changing your life, please consider um, continuing to make that possible, and we'll be happy to continue to be responsive and to put out um, as much as we can, as fast as we can. We like to keep a quick clip. I think the key word you said is rely. I mean, I, th- I think maybe what people don't see, because we don't talk about it a lot, is how much we rely on on you guys, the community. Like, the, to the point that this is our paycheck. And sometimes yeah. we make decisions like, should we charge for Rock U? And we're like, no. We're just going to rely that, that this is going to come through. We don't already have that money necessarily, like, ready to go. We're just like, we're going to rely that it's going to come in. Or we take our top grossing plug in and give it away for free it's like we're just going to rely that this is all going to work out i think there's a daily trust that this is all just going to work out and yep i feel like sometimes it is like jumping out of off a limb as a bird and just saying i I think my wings are going to work this week but you know it's it's uh increasing our faith like i think we've learned like we can do that and it's it kind of goes back to proverbs 11 25 the refresh cash motto he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed it's like a promise right there in proverbs and it's always come through right yeah exactly but it is it it's hard to plan (laughs) 
it's really hard to plan. So we're looking yeah. ahead, and that's why we're saying we can't tell you when V7 is going to come out. Right. Um, because but we hate saying that too, right? Yeah. We hate saying yeah. that. Yeah. None of us sitting here has that as like our favorite thing to talk about. Um, but we also realized early on because none of us really enjoyed talking about that. We didn't, and then you didn't know. Like the community had no idea that this was the situation we were finding ourselves on. So in so when we started talking about it. Many, many of the churches in the community rallied around us and said, oh, my goodness, why didn't you let us know? Yeah. Of course we'll fund you. We didn't fully understand the model. Um, so we just need to make sure that continues. That community growth um, is awesome, and it's exactly what we want. But there are a lot of things that go along with that that are kind of a resource drain at that point. And we want to be able to meet those needs, but it's very hard to do that at the growth pace that we're experiencing when we can't rely on on an equally paced uh, growth in funding. Speaking of funding, just to rewind a few minutes yes. uh, ago, when John was talking about the fundraising feature, if you were uh, under a rock when that all happened, like I was, you can find that documented actually in the group's manual. So we updated the older documentation to include that. So if you already read it, don't think you've read it all. you got to go back and reread that doc. That's a good point. And maybe we'll add a link to the in the financial document. Yeah, you know, I was actually going to say that. We debated, like, which document does it go in? Because fundraising really are, they're fundraising groups, but it really is financial. I was thinking financial when I was looking for it. Yeah, I was thinking mm, the other day, sense. I wonder if we should just move it and then put a link from the group's document. Either way, you'll be able to find it from either. <laughs> yeah. Cool. These so, are the things we spend way too much time talking about, <laughs> trying to figure out the right thing, and then there yeah. really is no You right wouldn't way. guess that we spent that much time talking about it because because of the output that comes out of this team. You guys are constantly amazing me. Um, so let me touch on some of the things from RX 2017. Um, one of the things that uh, you can do is, sorry, point toward the mic, is you can uh, purchase the sessions. If you really wanted to go and wanted to get that, I think is it 199 now? Yes, it is. And you can get that by going to slash... Is it RX? RX content. Okay. Or there's a link on the front page as well. Oh, excellent. So if you were like um, my church, we couldn't send enough people. We just bought it. And now everyone from my church, uh, once they sign up on the Rock site and are tied to, to our organization, can now watch that. And do you have to pay per user? No. So you just pay once for the, your organization, and that's pretty awesome. And uh, Derek has actually been listening through all those. I think the content came out really well. I mean, the quality of the captures that we got from the Willow staff were, were really nice. And um, we did kind of a little bit of a different format this, this year in how we placed the content. And, and we stole it from the Node conference. So, um, But it came out nice. I really liked the idea that, that they had done. And I think last year's was great, but this year was was even a step up. so. And you can get a preview of that content. There are a few right. that are um, free to watch, whether you have a subscription or not. Good point. On that same page, slash RX content, um, you can watch uh, two or three that I are think there right three, now. there's three, yeah. Um, and that doesn't require a subscription. So you can you can see the quality of the content that you'll get there. However, in, in some of the other ones, you'll definitely want to go back and watch them because churches got up and talked about yes. how they're doing things with Rock in, in, your, in their church. And there's just so many good ideas uh, from there. Um, it's de it definitely gave me some brainstorms to think through when we got back. So we're we're in the process of like implementing some of those ideas, and so I, I heavily recommend people get that content. Yeah, and that content is 
a subscription because there is a, a significant tangible cost to getting those captures and getting oh, that. Yes. That, I mean that. Oh, there we were had hundreds of hours of probably spent already. In that. Well, and, the, and just even the, you know, the, what we have to pay to get it captured. It takes people and resources exactly. to run cameras right. and to to run the capture right. equipment. So uh, that's why that is. We, you know. I haven't run the numbers from last year, but you know we kind of hope to break even on that. It, and there's, it's not, we're we're not charging a lot for what is actually what you're getting. You're getting a ton of information. And honestly, the one of the best things about the conference is the ability to connect with churches using Rock and learn from how they're doing it. So their showcase um, sessions are are highly highly valuable. Um, and if you're not able to make it, you know that you're not able to have those face-to-face -face interactions necessarily, which is a big benefit. This is the second best thing um, if you can get access to that content because it will help inspire you. Um, it will give you some ideas. Maybe everyone doesn't have to reinvent the same wheel. Um, and you'll find out who to connect with. And it, it can drive some of those um, online connections as well, um, familiarize you with the with the uh, community. Right. If only we could bottle up the energy of oh the conference and the, and the relationships. I mean, I remember at one point, I think it, it had heavy, heavy rain for in the late afternoon, and mm -hmm. it delayed our, our meal showing up by, I think, almost an hour. An hour, yeah. <laughs> Not, I don't think anybody noticed yeah. because everybody was just talking and, and, and networking, and it was just... It was the same thing last year, too, the year before. It, you know, we had a point where we had to wait for the food trucks, and I don't think anybody cared. They were just mm -hmm. talking and socializing and networking, and that's what you can't get through the, through the content subscription. Right. And I don't think people understand that who have never been to a no, conference. That's right. The amount of energy and the amount of relationships. And then you see it in Slack that, you know, for the next few weeks, you're watching people who connected at the conference. Now they're new best buds and and those are lifetime relationships it's true i heard from someone at the conference uh, that i'd emailed with beforehand and she came up to me and said you know we were talking about some vastly different subject and you just randomly said you have to go to the conference and sent me a link and she goes that's why i came and she said i had no idea what rock was really about until i came here i'm so glad you sent me that link um, so remember that as you're talking with people, for them to get the full concept of what Rock is, they can't just read the docs, they can't just interact on Slack, they can't just um, they can get the content subscription, but that's just like a piece yeah. of, of actually you, understanding. Rock. You get to the to the 5 p.m. mark, but it doesn't end at 5 p.m. No. There's dinner and conversations through dinner, and then after dinner, gosh, we several groups of people, large groups, were still sitting there at 10 o'clock when they were show, shutting the building down. You'll just never understand unless you go to a conference and partake of that part of the event. That's one of my favorite things is the evening sessions. And I feel like the core team learns as much oh, yeah. during that yeah. as anyone. Yeah, I mean, we come sure. away every year. We do a survey after the conference at the end of it to get people's feedback, and we just completely break the event down and rebuild it for the next year, again, trying to meet the needs of the community, and, and we'll be doing that again for next year. But one of the things we hear from everyone um, on the survey is more connection time, more connection time, and I'm not sure if you gave them three days of connection time with nothing else in there, you know, if they would still say that, because it's so, so powerful, yeah. and you can't, even the core team, we are surprised every year when we show up and say and see Rock has moved forward so much more than we even realized sitting in our office because of this powerful community, and it's really incredible. And we say that all the time, that Rock is not a product, it's a community. And the conference is where the community comes together once a year to celebrate, but also challenge and connect. Yeah, I would like to see uh, user groups start springing up. And so at the next Rock conference, I would like to see you guys bring your whole user group to the event and kind of sit as a separate uh, conference group 
and kind of identify yourselves by your user groups. That I think that would be pretty cool. Well, um, we also celebrated some stuff at the conference too, right? I mean, we gave, gave out some awards. And, we did. Uh, yeah. We recognized for the first time what we, what we call rock stars, which was really hard for us because we, we never want to say, okay, well, these people in the community are more valuable than others. But there are certain people who are just go way, way above and yeah, beyond. Above. And so not recognizing them would be... Yeah, it's almost doing a disservice. It feels wrong. Yeah. And I think everybody in the community wants to recognize them. That's how we give points you know, on Slack and stuff. But we need to go further than that. So we did create an objective criteria. That's our way of making sure that you know, we have it objective and we never want to be a subjective um, group. And it's really two levels, right? We had rock stars and then this new thing, oh, right. the Rock it's, Hall it's of Fame. It's all new, right. yeah. Right, so we, we put the objective criteria and we recognize the rock stars. But... If you spend any time in Slack, you know that there are a couple people who just go way above and beyond. Like, they answer almost every question They, in detail. They, they um, do pull requests with code. And so we recognized two what we're calling uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So we've inducted mm-hmm. two people into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Or, I'm sorry, the Rock Hall of Fame. We don't need the role. <laughs> and so uh, we, that's... Kind of our goal is to have one inducted every year. And it's a lifetime induction. Yes. Right. So the first one was Jim Michael. I mean, anybody who's been in Slack knows that. Or the Q&A. He's still, like, on the Q&A. And the things you don't see behind the scenes. I mean, he is constantly helping the core team. Just that example you gave of watching all the 110 videos. Dude, you watch 110 videos with me in it. You deserve (laughs) much more than all of And he edits this podcast. Yes, he does. That's exactly right. So we inducted him. And so the trophy for that is a, a nice orange guitar. Fender. Yes, it was a Fender. With a cool rock logo on it. Yes. Yep. And, uh, but because it was our first year, we, we really felt like we, we just couldn't do one. So we broke the rules. It's nothing like establishing rules and then breaking them the first year. And so we inducted another person, which was Daniel Hazelbaker. Uh, is, yes. Yeah. Okay, sorry. My brain, <laughs> I have a huge headache today. <laughs> I don't think I said that yet. Um, and so we, we brought him in, and everybody, of course, sees all the contributions he does in the community, but what you don't see is all the help he personally gives us, and especially me. Um, he rewrote the iPad check-in for us so that it met the Apple new 64-bit guides. But he constantly, I think almost on a weekly basis, he's, he's helping me personally with stuff that takes stuff off my plate and... It's amazing. What you see in the community, is, I would say, is just the tip of the iceberg of what he does for, for rock. And so he also um, got the induct, inducted. But because the, we want the, the Hall of Fame to be important, we want it to have good standards and high, a high bar. So sometimes you need to have, like, a pinnacle to look towards. They say when you're driving a, a, you know, a high-performance race car and you're going around the, the track, if you ever get in a slide... You always have to pick a place off in the distance and steer towards that. Have a focal point that you can steer towards. And I think that's important that even in the Hall of Fame that we have like a point, that we can, a reference point to say, well, this is, this is what it means. This is what it means to be in the Hall of Fame. So we decided that we needed to create that. So we picked a person who has been involved with Rock since before Rock existed, who drives over an hour each way once a week, to come and work with us. And has for years. For years, not just a huge commitment. Long before Rock. Um, Has done tons of code commits, inspired us, just a good source of community. And so we figured we need to have a role called the commissioner for the, uh, the Hall of Fame. And so we're 
calling it the commish. And I don't care that the NFL commercials <laughs> took our title from us. We had it first. Peyton Manning, come on. <laughs> Didn't you get enough trophies already? <laughs> so we call it the commish. And so we have made Nick Erdo, or he has become that. He's been that role model for us. And, you know, it was so hard to hear you guys giving me that award because that's the last thing I really want as an, as an award or recognition. I like to hide and just do my work quietly. But it's a huge honor, too. So, you know, I just all I can say is I hope I meet all of your expectations and we'll try to do, do better every year. I won't I, rest on that awesome jacket that I won because it is awesome. You didn't win it. You earned it. That's it. And I will remember probably for the rest of my life. As, <laughs> as Emily's talking about all this, I'm looking out across all the people, and you're in the back, and you're, you're doing something I on was your phone. Getting ready, I was tweeting the, the previous awards, <laughs> and then I started hearing him talking about my drive. I'm like, that's got to be me. What is he doing? It was Emily. And then I looked, oh, you look boy. up, and you have this look on your face. It was classic. <laughs> it's seared in my mind. I, it's, I'm sure I turned red. No, you were just no. like, oh, no, why am I No, there was a lot of head shaking, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why you're not wearing your jacket today. I'm I mean, wearing my hoodie. Okay. Do you think it has to do with the, it's like 100 plus degrees out today? Yes, Come it's on. a thick, awesome leather jacket, which I can't wait till winter now to wear. Yeah. Let's talk about the, some other things that you could get at the at the uh, event oh, right. that you couldn't get. We got Possibly brand new what you're wearing today, hoodies yes. with a cool rock logo. Uh, there's a new awesome black or gray and white rock logo logo shirt, which I love. This is my favorite. And really uh, soft. There's some other things as well. Can, and can people buy those hats. now? Yes. Oh, there's yeah. a hat? Uh, I'm not sure if the hat is online or not. Mm, the hat's you, not. You, you can send me an email. We'll make it happen. <laughs> but um, you can find the shirts and the hoodies on um, on our site. It's slash promo shop. Why do you guys give me all of these URLs? <laughs> slash promo shop is where you can go to find um, and to buy uh, that... Um, uh, the shirts, and we will we'll ship those out to you. What you can't get there, though, is the exclusive chip sticker from the conference. That's right. Another good reason to you come to the out. conference. That's the, mm-hmm. the one with the rock star uh-huh. guitar. Yeah. It is. Celebrating the rock stars. Yeah. Yes. And then there was another little weird hiccup that happened at the event. We oh, actually found out just prior to the event. And I, from what I remember her saying, Emily nearly fell out of her chair when she heard what was going to happen. I did. Oh, my goodness. It was so unexpected and uh, really just knocked me over when I got a call from Willow Creek, um, oh, I don't know, like a week, a week and a half yes, before yeah. the event. And we're nailing down a few final things. We're ready to go. Our stuff shipped out. And you're told, and, hey, we're not going to have power yeah, on the second day. Yes. We were told that they participate in a voluntary energy reduction program with the state, I think. And once a year, they're asked to completely reduce their power to zero for a one or two hour time period. And it just, um, as luck would have it, was going to fall on the very end of our second day of the conference. And there was nothing they could do about it. Um, so I, I don't actually remember much about that. I think I blanked it, um, but I was, it was, it, you know, just one more thing, um, to a little problem, a little glitch to solve. But as it turned out, you know, I think it, it may have been a God thing, um, because there is one space in their facility that they keep powered by a generator just in case. 
And of course, if you were setting that up, what would you pick? You would pick your main auditorium. So we ended up finishing the conference on the main stage in the Willow Creek Auditorium with all of our people, which we had filled up a room. We were feeling so, you know, like at this Big. huge conference, almost 300 people. And then we move into the Willow Auditorium, which seats, I think, around 7,000 people. And we filled up two sections, the first 10 rows or something. Very insignificant feeling. It was. Yeah. I felt like it was a gathering of my best friends at that point. Yeah. And um, and we could finish there, and it was just palpable the the energy and the vision and the direction. As we've seen this growth, if this growth continues and and is continues to be blessed by God and to follow the direction of building up the church in the way that it has, it, it's just an infinite number of people that can be impacted by rock, and that can be in, in turn reaching people, which is the whole point, right? Reaching people and helping to connect them with relationship with Christ. And, and that's a big deal. So we could fill that place in, we could, in maybe. two years. And it seemed like maybe that's what God was maybe saying. Like, hey, you might, this could be the future. Yeah. And, that, and how do we get to that point? It's not by anybody who's talking around this microphone right now that it's going to be a community. It has. We all have to be stepping up, doing our part, and seeing the energy coming out of the co- conference. Like, that's happening. It's, I'm so impressed with the way people are stepping up in all different ways. Um, I think it's it's dangerous to think that this is a, all about programming, technology, mm-hmm. coding. It's it's really not. That's a piece. Um, that's an important piece, but it's, it's a very small piece. It's all about um, best practices, training, cooperation, collaboration, innovation that happens. A lot of it's just discussions with senior leadership at the churches trying to pull from them what, what are their true needs, and then we code it. That's a piece, but it's for everybody. Everybody needs to step up um, in some way, and it's, it's encouraging to see those coming out of the conference energized to do that. In fact, I, f- I feel like we might be holding them back a bit because of our bandwidth. It's true. We'll work on that, too. If you guys help us work on that. <laughs> yeah. But I think you're right. And I, it was cool to me. I came away with um, saying, okay— uh, just a feeling that God had said. So you set your vision during the conference, and you thought it was a big vision. <laughs> and then I reset it for you. Right. That's kind of what he does, right? Yep. Yeah. And it's a little scary, and it's a lot challenging, but it's also, like you said, we came away seeing, oh, my goodness, this is possible. Like, it's going to take everyone doing their part, and it's starting to happen. And when we say everyone, I mean, I think the other thing God <clears throat> does a lot, too, is he takes the person who doesn't feel like they have much to contribute and shows them that they are going to be the key to success. And sometimes it's the people who feel like, well, not necessarily in our community, but in, in, in life and in the secular world, for sure, the, the, big, the people who think they're the big dogs, they generally don't last. Mm-hmm. And they That's generally true. don't make the impact. It usually comes from, you know, in the battle of David versus Goliath, David will always win. And our, our goal our, and our mission has to be never to become Goliath because we could do that. And so I... I think a lot of people maybe who are sitting out there, they're going to be the ones who are going to be taking us, helping us go to that 7,200 seat. They're going to be the ones speaking on stage that everybody wants to come to and, and hear their, their, what they have to say. And so we all have to prepare. We all have to be um, getting uncomfortable on a daily basis, stretching ourselves, pushing ourselves in ways. Um, and so we need to be comfortable being uncomfortable daily. And so if you're listening to this thinking, boy, I, I'll never... I'm never going to be on stage. Let us know because God's probably trying to tell you you're going to be on stage. Yeah, that happened that to is. me. <laughs> well, and then look, 
You're one of the highlights of the conference. Everybody yeah, says that. that. But I can attest to the fact that, you know, when I joined this group back in the day, I thought, well, what on earth can I provide to this? I don't have a technical background. Um, you know, I guess I can, I'll figure something out. But, you know, it turns out that if you don't have uh, people connecting and sharing and communicating and um, and interacting together, then we're all in silos. Yeah. And so I found that there is a good role for me in that. And so I just want to encourage and uh, people that are in a similar position to mine and attest to the fact that, hey, whatever it is you're doing at your church right now, if it uses rock at all, your insights are valuable. Or if you're in a leadership role and you're able to set um, visions and goals and directions, think about how technology can support that and about how you can support the technology. And the sky's the limit. I mean, look at what's going on in the tech in the tech industry in the secular world. There is so much room for growth. Right. And it doesn't require just people who have technical skills. You might be a marketer or a fundraiser at your church, and if you can contribute huge mm-hmm. through that avenue. Yeah, either by helping us with our fundraising right. or to giving us the right ideas and tools and metrics that fundraisers need. Sure. I mean, either way, there's so many exactly. ways you can help. I mean, it's the Acts 2 Church. We're trying to model the Acts 2 Church, and everyone brought everything they had together and shared it. So that's what we're all about. So is there a last thing that we're oh. talking about today? I think that that was a good recap. Uh, you know, I... Um, I'm tired. I'm exhausted by this. Yeah, if you didn't make it to the conference, you should not miss out on subscribing to the sessions. Um, If you did make it to the conference, know that your feedback was heard and that we are continuing to break the conference down and rebuild it. We'll do that again next year. It may include some things that um, are built specifically for user roles. Uh, There are a lot of things that we could be doing. So all of that is we're considering it now and we'll begin planning for the next year. Beyond that, your role is really important and and could be a key one in the rock community. So um, think about what that means. Don't commit before you consider, you know, what the cost will be um, and what you're willing to invest. But I promise you, you will reap dividends and so will the community. So dive in. And until next time. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner Missional Marketing, an SEO and advertising services provider. Connect with Missional Marketing today at rockrms.com slash partners.